And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday before a long weekend. Kind of excited. Yes. I'm very excited. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our keyword news portion of the day. We're going to take you back to Davos. And this is our first pick of the day. Davos speech. So President Yun song Yeol has given a speech at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Uh, what did he have to say? Right. So he was the first uh, South Korean president to give a speech at the World Economic Forum in nine years. So it's mm. been a while since the Korean president has sat on the podium uh, he called for global cooperation and solidarity to overcome the complex crisis the world is facing. Uh, the speech lasted 15 minutes, and uh, during that, he also stressed that enhancing supply chain resilience uh, is the most urgent task the world must deal with. He added South Korea will be a key partner in that pursuit. He stressed that strengthening resilience should also be achieved through the spirit of freedom and solidarity. He noted that the pandemic, geopolitical conflicts, rivalry for technological hegemony and the weakening multilateral trade system have led to the fragmentation of the global supply chain. Uh, Yoon said that with the blurring of boundaries between security, economy and cutting edge scientific technologies, cooperation between governments and private sectors needs to be seamless. Uh, He said Korea will achieve also its carbon neutrality goals through nuclear power and pointed to potential in hydrogen energy as well. Uh, you also addressed the need to establish a global digital order and said Korea is ready to share its digital technologies with other countries. Regarding health threats, Yoon said that his country will share its experiences and achievements in responding to health crises and join global efforts to reduce gaps among countries in uh, pandemic response capabilities. Following the speech as well, Yoon took part in a Q&A with the WEF uh, chairman, Klaus Schwab, but uh, he mostly repeated what he said in his speech when asked uh, about questions to elaborate on them. All right. Thanks for getting us all caught up. For some of our listeners, we'll elaborate on what else came out of Davos in our special interview in our second hour. With that, we move on to our second keyword of the day. Lunar New Year. So it's beginning of the long weekend and the government wants to be ready for any emergencies that may unfold. Prime Minister Han Dokso has called on ministries to do their best to ensure that the people have a happy and safe Lunar New Year holiday. Right. So he noted that efforts are being made to increase uh, commodity supply and food supply amid high food prices. So Mm -hmm. there's been efforts by the government that have been made to going to stabilize those prices. Of course, some of those measures are kind of out of the government's reach. A lot of geopolitical issues and Mm -hmm. external factors that uh, are difficult for the government to control, but it's doing its best to do what it can. And he also said various discounts are also available as well. Uh, He also mentioned the government issuing lower electricity bills and energy vouchers to help vulnerable households as well. He also vowed to help small merchants Uh, And he visited a traditional market, actually, before his meeting with government officials. Uh, Han told merchants at Kyungdong Market in Seoul that the government will continue to make efforts to help traditional markets, big firms and self-employed people create a business model of coexistence. So basically wanting to have a kind of a win-win situation and market between Uh, small firms and big firms, basically. Mm. And he also touted that the government is working to have 39 trillion won poured into helping SMEs along with other financial support. 
He also vowed to help with travel by exempting toll fees during the holiday, something that is traditionally done uh, during these big holidays in Korea, as well as increasing public transport. So we'll see more buses and subway lines uh, and also the hours, operational hours being extend, extended as well. Uh, there's also going to be 525 emergency rooms open during the holiday that will be open 24 hours also as well. I mean, the pandemic is dying down, but it is not completely yet over. So the government is wary of that. So nothing uh, in terms of medical capacities and facilities, they still will be open. Mm. Let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Mask mandates. As we mentioned in the program yesterday, today marks three years since Korea reported its first COVID patient. Many restrictions have been eased, except for the indoor mask mandate that is subject to change at the meeting today. Now, but the lifting of the rule is on the horizon, as in probably soon, towards the end of this month, early next month. Nothing's for certain, but we do have some updates. What's the latest? Right, we do have some idea of uh, about when or expectations of when the yeah. uh, mask mandate will be lifted. Uh, but if we just look at the past three years uh, quickly, there have been just under 30 million COVID-19 patients since January 20th of 2020. This means that about 58% of the population here in South Korea have actually tested positive for the virus. That figure is actually expected to surpass 30 million uh, during the Lunar New Year holiday. Uh, there have also been over 330,000 deaths related to COVID as well. Uh, but the pandemic has certainly died down if you look at the latest figures, and the country is now ready to move on from the pandemic. Uh, the indoor mask mandate, the last remaining kind of uh, virus restriction, is soon to be lifted. An announcement will be made today. Mm. The actual mandate could be lifted as soon as January 30th, so the end of the month is what many uh, experts and officials are expecting. The South Korean government is confident that after the Omicron BA.1 and BA.2 wave that hit around March 2022, the country can endure the rest of the pandemic without policy interventions. Uh, the health industry says the BA.5 wave that hit in August was an example of how the country could handle a future wave without special policies to mitigate the spread. Uh, experts also say that vaccines will not only protect against infection and deaths, but also against uh, long COVID as well. So, mm. again, more uh, calls for people who haven't done so to get vaccinated. Three out of the four criteria uh, that have been mentioned of being the prerequisites for lifting the indoor mask mandate that boost the vaccination number or criteria is yet to be fulfilled. Mm. Uh, so, um, yes, three of out of four is still good, but mm. it's always best to have all of those four uh, being fulfilled and met. Especially for, for the most vulnerable, right? The elderly, for example, you want to get that uh, booster rate to 50%, somewhere around 33%. It stopped. It's better than where we started. Uh, but again, maybe the encouragement to get the booster, if, if you haven't yet, that's mm -hmm. still out there. Let's move mm -hmm. on to our fourth keyword of the day. Industrial accidents. So despite the enforcement of a workplace safety law about a year ago, the number of worker deaths caused by workplace accidents, these so-called industrial accidents, increased last year. Right. So the Serious Accidents Punishment Act, uh, as it's being called, took effect on January 27th last year to basically punish executives and higher-ups in companies accused of failing to fulfill their duties to prevent fatal accidents. 
According to a report from the Labour Ministry, 644 workers died in 2022 due to 611 cases of major industrial accidents. That marks a drop of nearly 6% or 39 people from uh, 683 on-duty deaths of workers in the previous year. Mm. But the number of on-duty deaths caused by industrial accidents at workplaces that are subject to the law increased just over 3% uh, from 248 in uh, 234 cases in 2021 to 256 in 230 cases uh, last year. Now, the number of worker deaths at workplaces employing less than 50 people decreased by 10.8% from 435 to 388 in the 21 to 22 period. Uh, the increase of fatal industrial accidents seems to have raised questions about its effectiveness. Now, the report noted the number of worker deaths from large-scale fires and other accidents involving two or more deaths increased by over 77% odd year to 39 last year. Now, last year, the workplace safety law applied to 229 industrial accidents and the Labour Ministry transferred 34 of them to the prosecution for indictments. 18 other cases were closed and the remaining 177 cases um, are still under investigation. So some concerns still remaining over how safe the workplace is in Korea. All right, and with that, we move on to our final keyword of the day. Public sector jobs. So recent government data shows that jobs in the public sector rose on year in 2021 as more jobs were created for vulnerable people during the pandemic. Uh, as you always remind us, we're supposed to take these stats with a grain of salt, but right. it seems to be by one measurable standard, a positive change. Mm-hmm. Tell us the details. Certainly is. Uh, Statistics Korea data shows that the public sector employed nearly 2.8 million people in 2021. That's up 73,000 from the previous year. The growth marked a slight drop from the 6.3% rise that was tallied in 2020. They accounted for 10.3% of all employed people in 2021. That's up 0.1 percentage points from a year earlier. Uh, Public sector jobs offered include positions in central and provincial governments, uh, social security funds, as well as state-run firms. Korea has been making efforts to increase the number of such jobs for senior citizens, uh, young people and others to help them cope with the pandemic and job market strains. If there's any adjustment to kind of job policy, it usually starts with the public sector. Mm. So that's why we could see an increase in those jobs. Uh, the government accounted for 85.5% of public jobs, while state-run businesses took up 14.5%. By gender, men held 1.5 million jobs, or just over 52% of the total public job positions in 2021. That's 1.1 times higher than those for their female counterparts. Mm-hmm. By age, people in their 40s accounted for the biggest slice of just under uh, 27%, followed by those in their 30s and 50s. Uh, The number of jobs for people in their 50s advanced 24,000, with those in their 60s also moving up 6,000. Around 28% of the people with public sector jobs have worked there for under three years. Mm. 20.5% have served for 20 years or longer. Those last two Uh, data and stats are the ones to look out for because usually uh, job policy changes do apply to public sectors first uh, but how long do they last for is Mm. another question 
then we have to have a much tougher discussion about quality jobs and how right. these jobs were created and for what reason. But thank you so much for all the updates, Adam. We've run out of time. <laughs> we have, <laughs> as always. <laughs> have a great long weekend. Happy Lunar New Year to you. We'll see you next week. Happy Lunar New Year to you as well. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.